Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner is the podcast for martial arts instructors who want to hear behind the scenes of running a school. No fluff, just honest talk about the victories and struggles of running a martial arts school. Now, here's your host, Zach Hayden. Welcome to episode number nine of Confessions of a Martial Arts School Owner. I hope you've had a wonderful week. I'm recording this on a Monday. I always like to jump in uh, and record my podcast episodes on a Monday. Gets the week going nice and strong. Um, This week, I want to talk a little bit about black belts, about being a black belt. Um, This is kind of inspired by a comment somebody made in our uh, private group um, on Facebook, uh, Mr. Brian Colley, I believe is how you say his last name. Um, uh, And he jumped in there and had a comment uh, kind of about uh, affiliations and and having a black belt um, that is accredited by an organization and stuff. And so it got me thinking about uh, a conversation I've had a lot Uh, in my head and with other people about the idea of being a black belt. So we're going to get to that today. Before we uh, jump right into that, I do want to encourage you to head over to iTunes um, or Stitcher uh, Radio. And if you would be so kind as to um, like the podcast in iTunes and leave a rating and review that would be really beneficial to help more people see this podcast. Um, we have had a, a great uptick in the number of uh, downloads, and um, I would love to see that continue so we can share kind of this conversation with others. And again, you can join the conversation online with each episode. I post them in our private group, and we can have discussions about them. I'd love to see your thoughts. Um, especially on today's topic, because I think it's kind of a controversial one. Um, if you want to join the conversation, you can head over to mediacompany.me slash confessions and press the join the conversations button there. Or you can text the word confessions, the word confessions to the number 33444. The word confessions, the number 33444, and then it'll get you all signed up to uh, join our group. So let's get started talking about black belt. This is a very controversial topic in the martial arts world. It seems that everyone has an opinion on what a black belt should be, what a black belt shouldn't be, how old they should be, what skills they need to learn. Um, I am... If you've listened to past episodes, I am a member of the Ameri- or, uh, the uh, bleh, bleh, sorry, um, the American Taekwondo Association, which recently kind of um, rebranded because we're worldwide and being called the American Taekwondo Association is kind of goofy. But the ATA um, and and I do Songam Taekwondo. And uh, for those of you who are not in the ATA, uh, you know you may have heard some, you know negative things about what we do and and you know there's this idea that we're belt factories and so on and so forth and that is not true now are there martial arts schools that are belt factories that are part of my organization probably yes i'll say that there i'm sure there are are there you know 
um, martial arts organizations outside of mine that have schools that pump out you know belts for no great reason you know in our belt factories yes i think so i don't think it's as much an issue about the style as much as it's an issue about the individual school i think uh the individual school is picked on more in my organization just because we are a larger organization now of course you can disagree with me on that um, I'm I'm open for discussion, but I know uh, a lot of very high quality schools in my organization, um, and I know poor quality schools in other organizations. So I, I think it it does not help to demonize specific organizations. I think um, quality comes down to individuals and their. Um, reasons for teaching martial arts and their um, integrity in the art that they're teaching. But that brings us to the discussion about black belt. There are kind of two camps in that I see in this idea of what a black belt is. And there's the camp that says that every black belt and every martial arts style or any major martial arts style, taekwondo, karate, whatever, should be uh, there should be almost this universal understanding of what a black belt should be. These should be kind of the set requirements for what a black belt should be. That's one camp. The other camp is that black belt is more of a um, a, a personal achievement, an, an improvement to a certain level depending on a person's age, ability, so on and so forth. I lie somewhere in the center <laughs> of these camps. I so so let's kind of um, go through these camps a little bit more. Um, the the camp of the the universal idea of a black belt usually and not always um, th- would say that a, a black belt should be an adult only. They should be able to, you know, break a bunch of boards or um, defend themselves against any number of people and uh, be able to do these these certain things. Um, that is a gross generalization. Obviously, I can't, you know, everybody's a little different in what their opinion should be. I think this camp is best represented by the um, jujitsu community in the way that they treat their black belt. Somehow, uh, and I mean, we could go into this, um, but it's kind of a side tangent. The jujitsu community has done a, a wonderful job of elevating the lower ranks into statuses that are super um, important, that, that people have a lot of respect for, um, so that they are admired as much as some of the other ranks where many other martial arts organizations have not done that. The, 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 full, the whole focus, the, the sole focus has been on achieving the black belt um, and the, the other ranks have been kind of relegated to not so cool. And I think part of it is also that jujitsu has become um, 
it's become much more popular in the last five years because of uh, maybe more than that because of the uh, UFC and things like that. But jujitsu was largely not affected in the same way by the um, karate uh, karate kid movies and Ninja Turtles and the flood of younger students into traditional martial arts schools, which many will say has watered down um, black belt. Now, I totally understand and in a lot of ways respect that opinion um, that a black belt should be a much higher um, status thing, that, that there should be some, some higher qualifications for this idea of black belt. That being said, I also see the other side of the issue. And this side says that a black belt, especially a first degree black belt, represents a personal achievement. That there have been this set of requirements that has been set that individuals have worked towards and achieved far more than they thought they could in their ability levels. Um, also, you know, in my opinion, you know, these black belts should at the very least be able to defend themselves against someone, you know, their size, um, you know, slightly bigger than them. And that is kind of this other representation of what a black belt is. Now, this is where people get very adamant about one side or the other because they say, well, if, if a nine-year-old can't defend himself against a 250-pound um, you know, man who's trying to abduct him, they shouldn't be a black belt. That's where I disagree. I think there is a, I think there is a, an area here where there should be, this is, again, this is controversial, but it's my opinion that anyone could achieve a first degree black belt. That with the right training, with the right hard work, with the, the right skills and instructor, that anyone should be able to achieve a first degree black belt um, as long as they are able to meet the requirements, that the requirements need to make sure that they are not ridiculously cheesy and they are not, um, you know, watered down too much because of uh, age or, or things like that. But I think we, we also shouldn't say that a, there are these arbitrary age requirements just because a person, you know, is a certain age, they can't achieve something. I don't know. I, to me, that just seems a little. I know a lot of you know. I know a lot of fourteen-year-olds who are killer martial artists who are just fantastic, and I know a lot of you know twenty-five-year-olds who are crap martial artists. Um, you know, so I I don't know that an age requirement should be this this universal standard. Do I think that? Too often, the martial arts industry, the, the professional martial arts industry has uh, worked a little too much in watering down the what a black belt should be. Yeah, I, I, I probably do. Um, but I think there's this, this other issue that comes into here in the idea of a black belt. Um, I know we struggle with this a lot in our organization that how much of what a black belt is is this tradition thing well they have to learn you know 
35 different, um, you know, forms or pumses or katas or whatever you want to call them. And they have to, you know, do all these other things and they have to do this and they have to do that. And it's all these, these arbitrary requirements that don't really show that much about their actual technical skills where what we probably should be looking at is their physical skills. You know, can this person kick and punch well? Can they, you know, defend themselves? Can they, you know, generate power and, and uh, you know, really use these skills effectively? Yes, I am a, a huge fan of, of forms, of, of uh, pumse, kata. I like those things, and I think there should be some requirements of that in martial arts, uh, at least at least traditional martial arts, because that's part of the the history. But that's also it doesn't mean that we need you know four billion of them or to do all these memorization requirements that that don't necessarily have that much to do with the physical act of martial arts. I do think um, many. Styles have their their different versions of black belts. You know, a lot of uh, organizations have instituted a junior black belt, which I think is a really neat idea. Something that uh, I could probably get behind. You know, jujitsu and and the grappling arts usually have a, a much uh, there, there are less belts, and there's a, a much longer time frame to achieve those belts. I don't have a problem with that. I think that could be a good thing as long as the time you're, you're there has to do with the actual improving of, of um, curriculum. One time I was uh, in a seminar with uh, John Graydon, um, and he you know, related it sometimes to the, to the idea of, of college or school. And you know, Would you necessarily want a doctor that said, man, it, it took me... 30 years to get through medical school or the doctor that was like you know it took me four years to get through medical school there there's this idea that sometimes we we brag about how long it takes for the sake of bragging about how long it takes and and that doesn't necessarily equate to anything more in learning ability sometimes it does sometimes it does equate to learning more you know i i think the jujitsu arts do a good job of this there's a lot of there's a lot of technical things there's a lot of um experience that needs to be had in some of those arts so i i think there's this this back and forth between saying well ours takes this long so it's great and this idea that you know we just give it away i i think that's why i say i think i i lie somewhere in the middle of this camp these two camps in how I feel about um, black belts and and its achieving. I know for myself personally at my school, um, I will continue to push to have the quality of my black belts go up and up. And this is one of those things that as a as an individual um, in an organization where I get to. You know, there is a, a base set of standards that is uh, universal for our organization. I get to the ability to add standards and things that I, I want to make sure that my black belts achieve. 
First degree black belt, you know, I, I've said before, I think is something that most people should be able to achieve with hard work, with effort, you know, three years or so, you know, two and a half, three years of consistent class attendance, of consistent work, of making sure that they're, they are really improving on things. I think a, a person should be able to achieve that rank. Now, in our organization, I think you, I think this is again my personal opinion. Um, you know, there are a lot less people who should achieve the rank of third and fourth degree. Um, the, the, I think everyone has the the physical ability to become a first degree. I don't know if everyone has the physical ability to become higher ranks than that, because, or or if they do, it's going to take a lot. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, you know, sometimes there's things with your body that they just don't, they're just not working right anymore. You know, you might be at an age that they're just not going to um, continue to, you know, be able to kick and punch like you used to. Um, or, you know, you're not of the maturity level. And our we have a, an age requirement for, you know, some of our higher ranks. So we do want to make sure that there is a mental maturity level in there as well. This is a, a conversation that I, I have with myself and a, a debate that I have, you know, back and forth all the time. Um, Mr. Uh, uh, Coach Tom Callis uh, has some excellent things out there about Black Belt. Um, you know, I was a part of the, the 100 and, and um, learned from him for a long time um, in some things that he's talked about. And I think he has great ideas in in what we should be holding our black belts to but there are some things that i disagree with and that's why i you know i kind of lay in this middle camp here because i also look at myself as a black belt i look at myself the the individual that i was when i achieved my first degree black belt and i'll tell you the quality was not fantastic my ability wasn't great I, you know i'm not sure i if I looked back at the video, if I would pass myself as a black belt, but had my instructor not done that, had I not, you know, gained that confidence through the the training as a color belt and becoming a black belt, I'm not sure I would have continued on. And then I'm not sure I would have become the martial artist I am today. I think I like the idea of making black belt harder and harder. But to do that, we have to do, we have to up the level of our color belts, of our earlier ranks. We have to um, make the status of those belts higher, just like it is in, in jiu-jitsu. You know, a brown belt, you're a brown belt in jiu-jitsu, people are like, oh man, you're a brown belt. In taekwondo, no one cares if you're a brown belt in taekwondo. You know, no one cares if you're a brown belt in karate. Uh, you're, I don't know, you're a brown belt, well, so what? Um, and I don't think we'll we'll up the level of the black belt um, until we up those other levels. And I could be convinced that I'm not sure that's absolutely necessary. I'm not sure that we have to. Um, you know, I think that you know you could keep. You know, obviously, we want to continue to improve the quality of our black belts, and to continue to improve the quality of our black belts, we need to um, continue to improve the quality of our colored belts. But I don't know if if it's 
necessary that we make this change that all black belts should be you know killing machines and have all these amazing abilities and so on and so forth i don't i don't know if that's necessary i know for my school i will continue to look at my black belts and i will continue to say this is where i want to improve and from that when i have this view of what my black belts should be i will continue to push my color belts to make sure that they are on the path that will take them to that black belt and make the adjustments at my earlier ranks so that the black belt meets that requirement. But I'm going to make sure also that at my school that the first degree black belt is not the end-all be-all. You're just at the beginning of the black belt journey. You're just starting on this new path. That's how we view it. So I know this is kind of a jumbled mix of of uh back and forth with this idea of black belt but that's how i feel when i talk about this this is how i i think about it when i debate it with myself in this idea of you know what a black belt should be how the quality should be you know who should be able to get it you know it's it's a tough thing um and i know that for me my goal is to continue to improve quality that's what I'm going to be doing. And so I don't think that means that we have to make a specific decision on this or that or so on and so forth. What I think we need to make sure that we do is that we have that mindset. That as a martial arts school owner, you should have the mindset of quality. You should have the mindset of improving quality. One of the, the attributes of my school, one of the, the skills that we talk about is a quote from Bruce Lee, be happy but never satisfied. I'm happy with my black belts, but I'm not satisfied. I'm not satisfied that I, we're good enough, so we're going to continue and to improve. And I think as an industry, as a martial arts industry, if we continue with an attitude like that, we will make sure that the, the whole industry improves. Um, you know, the rising tide raises all boats. And I think... We need to, and I, and I think that goes with whatever organization you're a part of, or if you're not a part of any organization. I think the individual school counts for much more um, in quality than a giant organization. Um, you know, sometimes gets painted with a, a broad brush that is unfair. I think um, there's just like I tell anybody who's interested in martial arts, go visit different schools. It's not about what style necessarily or, you know, what organization. It's about the school. Is it a good fit for you? And so I encourage people to, to visit different schools. And, and um, you know, I think that's what we need to we need to continue and improve our quality. My goal is to continue and improve my quality. I'm uh, loyal uh, to my organization, uh, to the ATA. I will continue to be an ATA school. I love um, them. And they are in the business of helping me improve my quality of my students as well. And so I'll continue to, to do that. That's the discussion today about black belt. So where do you fall? What camp do you fall in? Where, you know, do you agree with me? Where do you vehemently disagree with me that uh, I'm wrong and all black belts should be this or I'm, I'm right? I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this because this is something that uh, the industry battles back and forth on and talks about all the time. So uh, if you would join us in our uh, conversation, I would be uh, greatly appreciative. Um, you can head over to uh, mediacompany.me slash confessions 
and click the Join the Conversation button. You can also listen to all the past episodes there. Um, if you press the Join the Conversations button, you'll get invited to our um, private Facebook group where you can um, kind of give us your feedback, your thoughts, and opinions. Also, I would really appreciate if you would head over to iTunes and give us a rating and a review. I'd really appreciate that. That'll help us uh, reach more people um, to get the conversation going. Okay, guys, until next time, make sure you're out there striving for excellence.